Welcome to Restaurant Influencers presented by Entrepreneur Media and Yelp. My name is Sean Walchef, founder of Cali Barbecue Media. I want to say a special thanks to our primary sponsor, Toast. Um, they help improve our digital hospitality at our Cali Barbecue restaurant. They believe in this show. They believe in restaurant influencers all over the globe. In life and in the restaurant business and in the creator economy, we learn through lessons and stories. Today, we have Clay Dover, the CEO of At Velvet Tacos. You can find him at Velvet Taco CEO. Uh, Clay, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I'm also a proud user of Toast. I'm not going to give him quite such a flowery intro, but uh, we love the system as well. Yes. Well, we will we will get into Toast. It's amazing. Um, we didn't source this guest through Toast, but um, <laughs> it's amazing how many guests that we have on the show um, that are using their technology. It's why we believe so deeply in what they're building. But more importantly, we believe in this audience and we believe in lessons and stories. So uh, one of our questions, our favorite random question is, uh, where in the world is your favorite stadium, stage, or venue? Oh my gosh, uh, that's a great question. Uh, I love Dodger Stadium. I grew up in LA. Uh, Cesar Chavez Ravine uh, is one of my favorite places. A lot of good boyhood memories of going to see the Dodgers um, many years ago, but uh, that's probably one of my more favorite venues, yeah. Beautiful. So we're going to go to Dodger Stadium. Uh, Velvet Taco is going to partner up with Entrepreneur, with Toast, with Yelp, and we're going to put on the greatest hospitality conference ever. Literally flying in people from all over the globe. The people that listen to this show, we're going to have the best keynote speakers. But more importantly, Clay Dover is going to get the mic, going to be <laughs> on the stand, and we're going to give you two minutes to tell us the... Uh, the Velvet Taco story and the Clay Dover story. Two minutes is something that we teach everyone that listens to the show. We all need to have an elevator pitch. Um, CEOs do it best, so I'm not going to put any pressure on you in front of all these <laughs> 55,000 55, hospitality aficionados. So go ahead, lay, lay it down for us. Two minutes. Yeah, so Velvet Taco is a chef-inspired concept that was created by two uh, founders here in Dallas, Texas, uh, Randy DeWitt and Jack Gibbons. Uh, they grew uh, from a an old, uh, an old corner location, a chef inspired, globally inspired uh, dishes that are all tacos. So everything is made in the restaurants. We don't have freezers, uh, all the recipes, all the sauces, everything is done in the restaurant. So the food is amazing. Uh, the restaurant chain grew or the restaurant grew from one restaurant about 10 years ago, 11 years ago, about ready to hit our 11 year anniversary to four restaurants, uh, Houston, uh, two in Dallas, Dallas-Fort Worth, and then the, the fourth one in Chicago. And the founders decided, hey, we need to expand this. We need to bring in some partners. And they brought in a private equity group, Al Catterton, who then called me. Uh, my background, uh, I've been in the restaurant industry for over 30 years. I put myself through college waiting tables. I have been a manager. My background and degree is uh, in marketing. So I've come up a little more on the marketing side, but I've also been in some executive roles over the last several years. I knew the brand uh, because I lived in Dallas um, and uh, they said, hey, look, we really wanna grow. Uh, we think this is an amazing concept. You know, Would you be interested? So I joined, uh, my, my official title is CEO, president and taco maker because I actually <laughs> went through the full it says that on my card and my signatures. Um, I went through the full training, uh, spent time in the restaurants, learned everything from top to bottom. And look, restaurants are exciting, it's fun, but it's also hard work. 
Um, through a lot of hard work through the team, we've been able to scale and to grow. We've added more and more restaurants and now we've expanded to 33 restaurants. We're about ready to open number 34 next weekend. All company owned, um, ranging in size, location. Uh, it's not a cookie cutter brand. We have uh, tacos and, and uh, offerings such as chicken fried waffle uh, tacos. Our top selling taco is a chicken tikka marsala taco. Um, we have tots with sunny side eggs. Um, we've got a Korean pork taco. So flavors from all over the world. It's resonated well. We're now in six states, um, several cities, big cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, Chicago, Houston, Austin, Nashville, and uh, continue to grow. Uh, we recently just uh, brought on a new partner, Leonard Green Partners out of California to expand even further and uh, have lots more growth ahead of us, but uh, it's definitely done every day at the restaurant level, serving great tacos and um, you know, making sure that our fans get exactly what they're expecting, an amazing taco experience that can't be replicated anywhere else. So one of the things that we love to talk about on this show is the, the world that we live in. We, we try to teach smartphone storytelling. It's something that has helped us at our barbecue brand expand, um, reach a lot of different markets because we're willing to share our story using social media. There's something very interesting that Velvet Taco is doing with the WTF weekly taco feature. Now for somebody like us, that's been trying to simplify our operations, thinking about rolling out 52 different <laughs> new barbecue items is, is overwhelming for me. Um, but can you please tell us about why do you do it? What does sure. it enable you to do? And then what's the storytelling aspect on the long end of doing things like this? Yeah. So our WTF is something that's been around since the beginning. Uh, it's our weekly taco feature. So every week we roll out a new taco. So for those unfamiliar with our menu, we have around 20 tacos, a variety of proteins, um, not traditional, um, you know, um, Hispanic fare tacos. They are things, uh, we have a fish and chips with, uh, you know, malted French fries. And, um, you know, it's very eclectic, very uh, chef driven. And that's part of our DNA is innovative, um, culinary driven uh, at our restaurants, we, we do everything. And so uh, the salsas that we make, uh, we marinate our own meats. Uh, we do all these things by hand because it's important and the quality shines through. And that's what we stand on. At the end of the day, our job is to serve amazing tacos. Um, so part of the innovation promise is that we'll always try different things. We wanna be that concept that tries, um, boy, you name it, whether it's a venison taco, uh, BLT with heirloom tomatoes, um, crazy stuff, soft shell crab we've done. We've done exotic game meats. Um, and so it's part of what we do. Sometimes they're tied into calendar events. So um, during Elvis Presley's uh, birthday, we did a, you know, an Elvis Presley taco, which was like a PB&J taco because evidently that was one of his favorite food items. Uh, we'll do a bangers and mash during uh, St. Patrick's Day or, you know, corned beef, uh, for, for example. Uh, we've got a hangover burger that we've done on New Year's uh, Day or the week of New Year's. Uh, that's got a sunny side egg. Uh, one of our tacos is a, is a burger taco, Wagyu beef, you know, very high end. Everything that we do is uh, quality driven. So what it allows our brand to do is to continue to try new things. Um, you can always go into our restaurants and there's something new every week. It allows us to communicate from a social media standpoint, as you said, with some of our fans and let them know what's new and exciting and 
maybe you do want a cricket taco. Maybe you want to try an alligator taco during Mardi Gras and you can walk back to your office. And for a small amount, you know, for four or five, six dollars, you can have that kind of a culinary experience without having to go to a Ethiopian restaurant, for example. You can have an Ethiopian taco. You can try it. Maybe you don't like it. Maybe you do like it. But it allows you to explore the globe um, in a way through a tortilla shell. Uh, and really, you know, experience different flavors from other parts of the world, uh, whether it's Latin America, whether it's Europe, et cetera. So it allows us in, in some favorites here in the U.S. as well. Um, one of our top selling tacos is a buffalo chicken um, with Danish blue cheese, you know, carrot curls, et cetera. So it allows you that ability to go out and explore. On the flip side also, it gives us uh, boy, tons of learnings. Uh, it allows us to have a stage gate process so we don't have to have menu LTOs or anything like that. Uh, we know that for the lobster taco sold really well. And when it sold that week, it took the place of people ordering shrimp or, you know, we have PMIX data, we have sales analysis. Um, we can uh, cost it uh, flexible based on, you know, what the, what the cost of the products are. So it allows us some of that flexibility. It allows us some stage gate and allows us to test with consumers tacos before we decide to put them on the menu. So it gives us a lot of good info, a lot of good data on our side, as well as offering new and variety for the guests on the other side. So can you tell us, kind of walk us through the process? How far out are we? <laughs> I mean, are, are, are we, have yeah. we already built out this year or yes, you know, where, where's, the, where's the testing ground happening? Yeah, so what happens is, is we have a Chef V and we've got a team of regional chefs uh, that they're playing with uh, tacos. We also have internally a contest driven with our teams at the restaurant level called the Taco Chef Contest. So they're continually trying new tacos. We have regional contests and at our general manager conference, we actually reward and um, have a winner for one. And that person gets to put it on, the uh, on our WTF menu. Uh, some of them were so good that we're actually adding them in. So awesome. every day, you know, line cooks that are working in the restaurants, their tacos may actually get on the menu. Uh, we'll also give them $1,000 if they're the winner and, you know, kind of play it up. Like it's a badge of honor to say I'm a taco chef winner. Um, you know, I can't say that. And so we give them special swag, their special recognition. And when you see them in the restaurants, you kind of know like, oh yeah, you're the one who came up with that PB&J burger taco or what have you. So um, there's always process going on of innovation and trying things. Every couple of months, our chefs get together and do a tasting in which they're playing with things. They're looking at seasonality. Uh, we just had a tasting uh, actually last week in which we looked at fall and winter tacos. So we tried things such as venison. Um, we had a killer chicken pot pie taco. And yes, it is exactly like what I just said. It sounds like with a pastry on the top. It was killer. Um, so that's coming. Chef's probably gonna get mad because I just told uh, everybody what we're doing. <laughs> but um, uh, they're always doing that. We actually have a tasting with key folks here at, um, you know, here at from Velvet Taco, so it's purchasing its ops, obviously has to make sure that we can execute it. Marketing, purchasing, finance, everyone kind of gets together and we'll do a rating, we'll do a tasting and then we'll try it. Look, we've done tacos, I've mentioned the cricket taco, I love it. It literally was a taco with crickets that were you know, dehydrated crickets, got a ton of buzz, didn't really sell that well though. Yep. Um, so sometimes that happens and that is a balance. 
Um, if we only did tacos that everyone would buy, we'd have a bunch of you know, fried chicken tacos. We did a chicken Parmesan taco that was killer. It's probably one of my most favorite WTFs, but it doesn't really fit on our menu given everything that we have. So it's a lot of fun um, to be able to play with that from a culinary standpoint and allows us a platform from a brand to say we are culinary and innovative. Uh, when you come into our restaurants, you see us marinating meats for 16 hours. You see us creating our own sauces. You know, there's something about doing that for those of us in the industry where you're cracking the egg and you're mixing the batter. We do, a, you know, we have a, we make, we bake our own cakes. I mean, we literally take the batter and add eggs and whisk it up and, and make our own cream cheese frosting. I mean, it's a, it's a process and it's a labor of love. And for those people who really enjoy culinary side of things in a fast, casual setting, it allows us to be really innovative. I love the the way that your the thought process is is literally baked into the culture of the restaurant of the brand. It's something that we don't do on the barbecue side, but we certainly do on the media content side. We're always innovating. We're always trying to do something new if a new platform comes out. Um, can you talk about the what that does for your restaurant and for your staff and for your team and even for your customer base? Because I think the restaurant owners that are going to be listening to this, one of the things that's going to come up is fear the fear of making maybe a controversial taco, maybe that yeah. you're going into these different markets and maybe it's not going to get received well and that you're going to get negative pushback. Has that happened? And what was the result if it did happen? Um, that has happened. I mean, where it just doesn't sell, uh, you know, controversial. The challenge today, I mean, as, as operators, you know, is, um, you know, commodities, food costs, um, and the flexibility, you know, when we make a decision today, I'm basing it on some food costs and some, some analysis that's done today, and we're not going to roll it out for another three or four months. Yep. Who knows what happens at that time? So you've got to have some contingencies is what I would tell you. Um, as far as, you know, impacting the restaurant, it absolutely is a cornerstone of our brand. It absolutely gives people the feeling uh, within our restaurant, our team members feel that I'm really cooking. This is an assembly. I'm not squeezing something out of a bag and sticking in a microwave. You know, we don't have microwaves. I, these are all cliche things I know. And so we don't really say, oh, we don't have microwaves or freezers. That was, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Sure. But we don't. Um, but it allows you the ability to, to really put your name on what we do. We feed people, we feed America. The fabric of our country is around eating out. Um, yeah, obviously I'm passionate about it because uh, it's what I do, but I, I truly believe it. When friends and family get together, it's like, hey, where do you wanna go out to eat? Where are we gonna meet? Where do you wanna get together? We're gonna go to a movie, let's go grab somebody first. Our brand allows guests from all walks of life, all diversities, um, ethnic, gender, age you know people always say well clay what's your target demo it's everybody um yep. we don't get the veto vote we have five four or five items that are vegetarian we've got a beer batter cauliflower that's amazing i'm not a vegetarian i normally wouldn't eat cauliflower but man this one is good we have tofu we have fried paneer that we import from india um you know so it allows you that um credibility when you say hey we're going to go to velvet taco if i want a burger there's a there's a Wagyu beef burger taco on our menu. You've got that. Um, well, I don't feel like fill in the blank. The beauty of tacos is just a vessel um, to get your food. Uh, you can put anything in a taco. 
And, yeah. and that's part of what we've been able to instill at the restaurant level. We have people who are proud to work for us. Um, you know, we've, we, I wear the logo because I'm proud of who we are. We don't, we don't force anyone to do that. Um, but our managers, they want to do that. Um, there's a source of pride of, hey, we have managers with culinary degrees that come and work for us. It's not just the chef, it's managers that, hey, I got a degree in, you know, in culinary and I want to come and run one of your restaurants. So it, it really has allowed us that, that credibility piece. And like, it's hard. Um, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it because it's hard to replicate and I yep. get it. Um, I think for the operators and some of the listeners out there, I would say, look, limit the exposure and try it. Um, you know, I'm not saying try something, but, you know, do a small portion. You know, sometimes I see concepts that do these big promotions and they do this fall menu and they have three items and we took food photography and I'm spending all this money on advertising and like, you got to go down that road, right? Yeah. We spent all this money, I've invested in it and then it's a failure and I spent X amount of dollars promoting it. Do something, do a chalkboard, yeah. get, get old school. Do a chalkboard, let your operators get some flexibility, give them five different things to try. Hey, you choose which one goes on. And regionally you could have some different, some different outcomes, but I think sometimes we get too carried away around streamlining, creating uh, the easiest way to, to execute. And boy, I don't want to do that. We have items that are only in one taco. You know, I don't have a, a pork taco, pork nachos, pork burrito. We don't do any of that. It's just tacos. And I might have a uh, an item that we just bring in for one item. I've got micro cilantro that goes on the top as a topping. And that's just what we use. We make our own rita sauce. It goes in our chicken tikka. That's all that we use that for. So, you know, it, it's just a, it's a commitment. But uh, I think that that's what guests are looking for in today's environment. And now a quick break from restaurant influencers to talk about our newest sponsor, Pop Menu. Restaurants have been hit hard over the last few years, which means restaurant owners and staff have been working harder than ever. Trying to meet the demands of in-person hospitality can be demanding, which is why we recommend Pop Menu Answering. Pop Menu Answering turns every restaurant phone call into an opportunity. It uses artificial intelligence to answer the simple questions that are tying up your phone lines. Like, can I make a reservation? Where are you located? Do you still have brisket? And over 50% of restaurant guests are happy to have their questions answered by an automated system. Within the Pop Menu platform, you can customize answers for your restaurant and choose the voice your guest hears, which we recommend is your voice, and even send follow-up links via text message. Pop Menu Answering picks up your phone 24-7, 365 days out of the year, allowing you and your team to focus on what matters most. Prevent lost customers and impress your guests with Pop Menu Answering. And for a limited time, our listeners get $100 off your first month, plus lock in one unchanging monthly rate at popmenu.com slash influencers. Go now to get $100 off your first month and learn more about Pop Menu's full collection of tools at popmenu.com slash influencers. And now back to the show. It's exciting for me to hear you talk about it from an operational standpoint, because <laughs> when I think of specials in a restaurant and I think of seasonality of restaurants, I think of monthly or holiday season, right? And like sure. you're talking, allocating all these resources, marketing dollars, food photography, food photography, videography, all the things that you need to do to make it successful. But what you've done 
by making it even more difficult on the operation, you've actually made it simpler because it's baked in, because you're doing it on a weekly basis, you hold yourself to that standard to put up as many shots as possible. Some of yeah. the shots are going to hit. Some of the shots are going to be home runs. Some great analogy. Their menu. Correct. And for us to hear that for on the media side, we have a weekly show. We have weekly shows that we put on and it allows us to iterate, but we hold ourselves accountable to those weekly shows. If we yeah. did it monthly, then maybe we would do it less or we would do it quarterly. And then all these other things come up. But when you prioritize anything on a weekly basis, now that becomes part of your DNA and the culture yeah. that you're representing. Yeah. And you just have to make it, like you said, a habit and a process. You know, our chef, we look at it once a week. Hey, last week it sold X percent. It cost us this, you know, like great or not. And sometimes yeah. you're right. You're going to put up some of those shots and, and they're just not going to fall. Um, but you get in that routine, you get in that ability where, you know, look, I've been part of brands where it's like, Hey, we've got this giant, you know, menu retrofit and we're going to test it. And we're going to put all of these resources behind it. We got consultants, we got chefs, you know, by the time you get to the end product, you almost have to do it because you've committed so much. You know, how do you go the opposite way and go, look, we're going to start dabbling in innovation and see if it's part of who we are. And, and maybe it's not, you know, maybe you go, okay, look, I can't do that. Or I can only do so much. Um, you know, maybe it's a secret menu. Um, there's only items on there that, you know, the regulars know of, but yeah. I will tell you, there's, there is a loyalty component to that, you know, surprise and delight element of, well, I always get a, a chicken tikka taco or a grilled flank steak taco. And I'm going to try whatever else you guys want to try because who knows, I may or may not like it. And look, there's some, we're doing a, a salmon salad right now that, that uh, is a summer. It's on a lettuce wrap. It's light. It's, you know, it's, it's a great summer item. Maybe that's not for everybody. You know, I'd, I'd rather have something with a little meat in it. Yes. So I think uh, one of the exciting things for us to look at is helping restaurant owners, helping people in the hospitality business start to think differently by having people on like you, brands on like you that are doing <laughs> things that are innovative, not just in the face of the pandemic, but in the face of this cultural movement we're having towards delivery, towards takeout, towards thinking about our restaurants differently. You know, we like to think of slow food fast. I mean, we're literally slow smoking barbecue, but we want to be the Amazon of barbecue in San Diego and find distribution points. So instead of finding a 5,700 square foot restaurant, we're literally opening a ghost kitchen location, stadium locations, non-traditional locations. We want to get distribution points. One of the things that's exciting about hearing what your brand is doing is that you've literally already tested that. You're already in a market where you're doing delivery takeout only. Why are you doing that? And how is it going? Well, so look, the world has changed for all of us uh, over the last several years. And quite frankly, I don't think we're ever going to go back again. Um, we early on had a restaurant with a takeout window that we actually just took on. I mean, we're, we're similar. Uh, I don't have a set prototype. Our restaurants are generally anywhere from 400 square feet to um, which you mentioned before, you know, very small, you know, no, no dining, just kind of take it and go uh, all the way up. I think our biggest one's probably about 4,200 square feet. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll retrofit existing restaurants. I'll do ground ups. I'll do end caps. Uh, behind me is the next gas station, which I'm probably not going to awesome. do too many more of those. <laughs> yeah, it's You're not awesome. going to do too many more. So gas, sta <laughs> gas stations are a popular <laughs> thing in the barbecue space. Ooh, 
man. Yeah, that, it's an expensive <laughs> endeavor. That's for sure. Uh, I had to dig out tanks. There's all kinds of EPA things. I had yeah, to maybe, but, maybe um, you can get a store a storage room at a Macy's or at a huge yeah, big box store yeah, instead of yeah. a gas station. No, room. <laughs> it's a it's a beautiful. It's one of my favorite restaurants that we have. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I think that I I think that you hit it right. People are looking for ways to get your product, everyone's products, the easiest way possible. Um, and whether it's delivery, whether it's third party, whether it's through your own, um, it's all about convenience and people have streamlined their lives during the pandemic and, and, and post-pandemic. Um, prior, we were about 30% takeout. Uh, during the pandemic, you know, at one point we were like 100%, but yeah. during, you know, I'd say it was roughly about 70%. Now we're 50-50. And yep. our AUVs yep. are north of $4 million per restaurant. So it's a lot of takeout going out the a door. Lot so, of volume. yeah, I mean, you have to look, if you're an operator, you have to look at um, how you're running the restaurant. Our ops team did a complete flow through revamp of our kitchen line. Um, you know, we put in a KDS system as well as implementing toast at, a, at about 10 restaurants. We decided we needed a partner that's going to be able to scale with us. And We've got to get smarter at this. And at the time, you know, it was an investment. But you, I think as restaurant operators, one of the things that I've thought about or learned at least is you have to embrace and you have to think down the line. You know, who would have thought that, you know, as a, as a restaurant tour barbecue guy, you wanted to be an Amazon? But you know what? Everybody. <laughs> we, we didn't even know we wanted to be to in barbecue. We were a breakfast concept when we first opened. So <laughs> well, our barbecue out, media man. was far, 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 far away. It wasn't even on the radar. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's like, you have to think differently and you have to think down the road. We get sometimes bogged down in the day-to-days of running the restaurants. Look, right. I, I get it. Uh, the, the hot station guy didn't show up that, you know, I'm missing, you know, whole ch- wogs chicken on the, on my order. I'm going to be short. I got to run down to restaurant depot and get some crema, you know, whatever it is, day-to-day shift problems, management holes. I get it. But as, operators as leaders within the industry if, if you're heading your group whether it's one restaurant or a hundred restaurants you need to be looking six months one year two years down the road um, and making moves so that when you get to that place it's not a shock we were already testing to go pre-pandemic um, we yeah. were testing a pickup window uh, i had considered drive-through but it's just a pickup window similar to a burrito concept that has lanes Yes. Um, you know, we had an app. You would I've heard of them on too. Your app. Yeah, you've heard of them. Um, I love them. You know, they're, yes, the, of they're the McDonald's of fast casual. Of course. Uh, but yeah, I was like, oh, look at Chipotle. Yes, yes, like a Chipotle. Um, yeah. But, you know, we actually had started retrofitting our restaurants. We relayed out our line. And as we've opened restaurants, so in the last 18 months, we've more than, uh, we've about doubled in size. Um, through the pandemic, we were able to accelerate because we had already thought these things throughout. We had already been testing the KDS system. We had already had a toast system in place. And so when the time came, we could say, yes, go and accelerate versus, wow, I can't get as many tacos through the door or I got all these to-go orders now. How am I going to do this? I don't know how to actually do it. So, you know, my advice, you know, and sometimes it's best to listen to your own advice. You got to sometimes step back and go, okay, What's the industry going to look like a year from now, two years from now? You know, labor, huge issue. But you see concepts that are investing in robotics. Like, yep. you know, is that the, the elite group of people who can afford that? Yeah, absolutely it is. But you have to think about it. 
Um, I think every everyone listening to your podcast has felt the the wage creep. Sure. Um, we've got obviously inflation. I absolutely believe a recession is around the, the corner. What is that going to mean for each one of us as operators? Are we prepared for that? Are we on the edge already? I mean, margins are already thin. Yeah. I think people have taken pricing. I know I have, and I'm nervous to take more. So you really got to think about those things and be proactive um, versus being reactive. I don't know what the original question was. Sorry about that. That's no, a little bit of a rant. No, it's a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal response. And it's one of the reasons why we created this show. It's, you know, we obviously believe in Toast. That's why they're the title sponsor of the show. We tell owner operators all the time. It doesn't matter if you're a single unit restaurant or if you're a multi-unit or if you're enterprise unit, there's never been a better time to partner with technology companies that believe in you. Yeah. And as a restaurant owner, you have a voice and eat at the technology companies. Humans are the heart of technology. So their leadership, the people at Toast that help us with the things, because your concept is so different than our concept is so different than a different concept. They need to be willing to get the feedback from how your brand is evolving and what you believe your brand to be into the future. So I think it is exciting and it is important. One of the things I did want to mention, um, anybody that listens to this show, uh, please join us every Wednesday and Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Clubhouse. Um, we appreciate the people that show up into those rooms. Your restaurant story matters. Your hospitality story matters. Um, you can get up on stage, um, ask any questions of the guest. Hopefully when Clay's episode drops, we can figure out a, a time to get him on Clubhouse. It's a great social totally. media app. Um, we do a social shout out for people that do join us on stage. Um, this week's shout out goes to AJ Soldo. You can find him at age James on IG or at age underscore James on TikTok. He uh, is doing a phenomenal job on TikTok. He's gone all in on video. So my question to you, Clay, is when is the Velvet Taco team? I, I did some research. The hashtag Velvet Taco on TikTok, 4.3 million million 4.3 million impressions people love your brand they love the wtf tacos <laughs> i see all the influencers so this is a show about influence and one of the things i think is very important for anyone that's listening every single person has influence if you can convince a significant other to get married you have influence if you can, <laughs> if you can convince someone to go to dinner you can convince the office to go to velvet taco you have influence you don't need to have a million followers on TikTok. you don't need to have a hundred thousand subscribers on youtube you have influence and as restaurant owners you certainly have influence so the more that we use the tools that we have the more that we can amplify our brand what is uh what is velvet taco's short form video strategy well, you know, here's the interesting thing. I think that you hit it right on the head, Sean. There are so many tools that are available to operators today. You don't have to be a marketing genius. You don't have to, you know, have all this equipment. You don't have to spend thousands. Shoot, you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars, quite frankly. There you go. You got it right there. I mean, you have a video production right in your hand. Um, you know, our strategy is really uh, empowering those people that visit our brand. I could get on there and, and yak and nobody's going to want to hear you know, from me. Uh, but when people are actually experiencing the brand and you allow that to live in you know, real time, you yeah. let people post. I mean, that is the society that we live in today. I think it raises the standards. It pushes, you know, it goes back to the innovation conversation. Uh, we've got some items that we watch and we know this is going to be an Instagrammable um, you know, taco. We did a blazing 420 during <laughs> April 20th, and it was 
or a chicken rolled in flaming hot Cheetos with fruity pebbles on the top. You need some velvet tacos in Colorado. It, and it was, yeah, it would done really <laughs> well. Done in, in, uh, totally. It did really well in Austin. Um, there you go. Nice. Yeah. So, so, you know, but what's interesting, while it wasn't one of my more favorite tacos, uh, it was hugely photographed, you know, photographed, videoed. People were talking about it. You want your brand to be buzzworthy. You want it to be talked about. Um, you know, whatever it is. And it might be something that you just decide, hey, we're going to do it because it has some of that value. Um, not everything is going to be, you know, 24% food cost and I can execute it really simply. You know, like you're going to have some of those items, but I would encourage brands to look at things that can help set you apart. Things that make you stand out, um, make you, people go, wow, I just had a Buffalo Bison burger and did you know that, you know, bison's leaner than burger? Like there's things that you can do to your menu that people will talk about. And that's where the magic starts. And what we try to do at Velvet Taco is create those uh, opportunities for others to talk about us. Um, we want, you know, Sean, we want Sean to go, man, I really want one of those in San Diego. Yep. Um, it, you I, know, already so, do. I already do. So you do. <laughs> and so when you talk to others, you know, when yep. we eventually get there, yep. they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, I heard about your brand or, you know, I visited it when I was in Chicago. And I just remember that I had these, you know, these tots with goat cheese and it had an egg on the top and bacon. And it was some, it was amazing. So how do you create those types of opportunities? And Sean, you pointed it out. It is right in your hand. Um, yes. It's available. It's ready. Where's my phone? Sorry, my phone. I put it down so I wouldn't be bothered. Um, <laughs> you've got a production right in your hand. Yep. And it can be as simple as that. And it just starts with that. And it just can grow from there. So, you know, look for those things that, that can stand out. One of the things that stood out to me about your brand is the attention to detail that you put into the design of your buildings. <laughs> design and the architecture. I mean, you literally create... TikTokable, Instagrammable environments that people that house these incredible chef-inspired tacos. Can you can you talk about the strategy behind why brand sure. is so important? Why you guys lean so heavy on on these bright colors, welcoming colors? Sure, every restaurant is unique. Um, I'm a big believer of that. Uh, not just for for our brand. I think that every restaurant is unique. The communities that they live in, the corners that they are, um, even if it's a end cap designed, you know, uh, family use project, you've got the opportunity to create some customization and some uniqueness about that restaurant. Nothing makes me feel better when I say, well, we have 33, 34, whatever number of restaurants we have. And people go, wow, I thought you were local. I thought you had like five. I love that. Anything yeah. but, but a chain focus. I don't ever want to get to a place where it's like, oh, I know it's exactly the same. And it's the exact same experience and the exact same people. The people within our restaurants, our team, totally diverse. We've got um, <laughs> we've got people with velvet taco tattoos on their bodies. Yes, that it. is something that the CEO <laughs> pays for. That is true. If you have heard that or read that, I love uh, and that. you would be surprised. You pay, you pay for that? It's this logo. I so pay for that. You, you if logo, they just invoice you, they invoice yep. you through. <laughs> yep, they love send that. an invoice they, and I, I will pay. That. Uh, we actually had to, but we had to put a cap. How about, on how about wrapped vehicles? Are you paying for wrapped vehicles yet? We have not yet. That, that <laughs> that's something that I've thought about. Um, a tattoo is a little bit more of a commitment. Let's put it that way. Tattoo we've is got, a more of a commitment. Than we've got some that folks that have got some big tattoos that, um, that is true. I'm just fascinated by. Um, but look, 
our crew is diverse, our menu is diverse, our guest base is diverse, why wouldn't our buildings be diverse? Every restaurant should be reflective of that area. Every restaurant should have a little bit of unique customization. You have the ability to paint murals. We bring in local murals. Uh, we bring in local artists and we say, look, here's what we're trying to convey. Here is about you know, the neighborhood. This used to, this restaurant behind me, it was an old service station on the side of the building. I can't, on one of the sides, we have a big mural of cars going into the old service station with tacos in their trunks hanging out. Um, you know, but it was like that local Muris inspiration. We utilize whatever, you know, whatever shell is there. We try to maximize and use that, whether it's an old gas station, whether it's an old restaurant. Um, sheesh, I've done a shoe store before and we put little elements of the shoe store left in there, just little, little nuances. We've got a restaurant by an airport and the, the light shades are propellers, you know? And so you'll be surprised that just by just thinking a little bit outside of the box, thinking a little bit beyond, it just gives you that unique difference, that little touch. And not only guests, our team loves it. Our team, when, I, when we have our meetings, I will show them upcoming renderings. And I always measure the oohs and ahs of, oh, this one. You know, we're doing one down by the by the space center in Houston. We're using elements of a of an old space shuttle as part of the restaurant. I mean, it's just a canopy. I mean, it's not it's a huge Very deal, cool. but to be able to say that and go like I'm getting goosebumps right now, like that's really cool. And if I'm running that restaurant, it's special to me as well. So I know, oh, this is from blank, or this is a unique piece because we had a local artist from a. Uh, a special education uh, school down the street come and do this mural for us or these pictures that we're hanging etc so it's all just it's not that hard to be special and unfortunately in today's day and age it, it, not a lot of people are doing it because it is it's just harder yep. but it's not that much harder that's what i would say well you prioritize it well, Clay Dover, uh, thank you so much for taking the time. If you guys, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S H A W N P W A L C H E F, on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we're grateful to have you at Velvet Taco. We will put links in the show notes um, so you can follow Velvet Taco CEO. Um, please connect and, and with Sean, their brand. Great, yes. great job. This, thank your, you. Your uh, this is exactly the format that operators need to be listening in on. So if you're listening in, forward this, not because of me, just because of this show. Appreciate this is that. where ideas get shared. We've got to be sharing best practices. We need to band together as an industry and help each other out so that we can stay in front of everything. So thank you for all the work that you do, Sean. You've got great guests, great topics. Uh, please, that. everyone, pass this Thank along. You. Thank you very much. And yeah, anybody that's listening to this show, please uh, reach out to us if you know a restaurant owner or somebody that's of influence, somebody that's in the creator economy, somebody that's doing consumer packaged goods, no matter where they are on earth, their, their ideas matter, their voice matters, and uh, we'd love to have them on the show. So feel free to reach out and please join us every Wednesday, Friday on Clubhouse so you can uh, ask us your questions, get on stage. I'm writing that down. Curry. Um, yes, please invite your team, restaurant owners, restaurant operators, anyone hospitality. We talk about smartphone storytelling. So we make people uncomfortable, ask them why they're not on TikTok and hopefully get the, the CEO to add some <laughs> marching orders to, to the marketing team so we can, so we can start to follow them on TikTok. We want more video content. 
professionally raw content is what we want and empowering all these incredible restaurants to to share their story and to lead in their villages so thank you clay for your time thank you for your leadership super excited can't wait to see what uh, velvet tacos does the next couple of years thank you sean appreciate the time appreciate it thank you as always stay curious get involved and don't be afraid to ask for help have a great week guys and a special thank you to our title sponsor, Toast. Toast is the primary technology partner that we use at our restaurant, Cali Barbecue. It is also the primary technology partner that so many of the guests have shared with us on this show. People like Sam the Cooking Guy, Stacy Poonkinney, Jeff Alexander. So many times the guests tell us that they're using Toast when we didn't even know that going into the interview. That is why we are so grateful that they sponsor this show. We want you to win. You that listen to this show, we want you to improve your digital hospitality. Toast is built for restaurants and it's built for you. Toast is the restaurant first platform that's built for your needs, whatever your size, concept or ambitions. Improve your bottom line with a customizable platform that's easy to learn, use and grow with. And it meets you where you are with all the right tools for your price point. If you have any questions about Toast, please DM me at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. I will get you the link to the right Toast contact in your market. It's so important that if you listen to this show, that you win. We want you to be on this show eventually. Let us know that you heard the show, you heard about Toast, you implemented Toast, you did a Toast unboxing in your restaurant. Talk to us about how you've impacted your village, your city, your community. Share your Toast story with us. DM me today to learn more and be sure to check out Toast.